guys, this is Holy Ambition Chapter 6, Personal Commitment. Um, the uh, Another name for it, I think, could be Building Character. He, he uh, talks about it in the, in the closing there, that a personal commitment is ultimately uh, character, integrity, doing what you said you were going to do. Um, so it's kind of bringing everything together that nothing's going to get done unless we commit to it. Uh, I thought there's some really good stuff in here, especially stuff that you could pull into um, starting a small group. Um, just like having a, a commitment, but he also just talked about the importance of relationship um, and that nothing's going to get done unless it's with a team. And I think it's, it's kind of the glue that's going to hold everything together. Um, I also thought it was good when he... He kind of alluded to it back in the other chapters too, but a lot of times people are not getting involved because they don't see the the big purpose, and we kind of hem and haw around. Um, on page one thirty four says one reason people around us don't get committed is because we hem and haw about how they they can be involved. We say, "Would you kind of want to sort of help out?" In our minds, we assume we're asking, "Will you be committed?" That's not what they hear. They actually hear lack of clarity, direction, and specific demands. And um, I think that's so true. Um, I think people are interested in going all in. So if we have a clear vision and we ask them specifically how they can get involved, um, because of based on their strengths and their skills and their interest, I think people will will get on board. Um, Anyways, I also liked on 135 just that map. They kind of said um, where each of those places were and, and how they built it up. Um, so, anyways, back to small groups. I just he just keeps coming back to the importance of these, and I just feel like we need. Um, when I say we, I mean me and Chelsea just need to get involved in one again because I, I feel like they're so impactful, and I think. Um, when we build small groups, it's just like Nehemiah, like small groups need to be local. They need to be with a, a community of like-minded, or not necessarily like-minded people, but people that get along and can challenge each other. Um, I thought that was really good. So, um, also made me think that maybe one of the next book studies we need to do is, um, is that spiritual gifts one. Uh, I think it would be a good compliment to this book at some point. Um, so I, I did do a couple, like my pastor was doing those spiritual gifts. I, I did that a little bit and found my three strengths, but he went on to say you should know your three strengths, your three weaknesses, and then um, your specific spiritual gift. So I thought that was real good. The divine design. Um also, on 138, it says one of the greatest tragedy, tragedies in the church in America and around the world is that Christians spend a lot of time and energy in conflict with each other instead of accomplishing the will of God. So I thought that was pretty um, convicting as well. Um, but. Um. Oh, I also liked, you know, this example of the church, how um, getting together with each person doing their own thing, little by little, 
and says they were well prepared for the spoken gospel by the modeled gospel in the weeks before. I think that's so important. When we are doing this stuff is that we model it and then we also speak it. I think we either do one or the other and, and we get, leave that part out. So, this was a, another awesome one. So, what are you guys thinking? Um, you guys are thinking of starting with your personal commitments um, and you're starting with your uh, um, where you're going to go from here uh, me and Chelsea are looking into foster care I think um, that is one thing I think where both of our passions and interests line up and, and something that we've been talking about doing and I think we're, we're looking into that more and more um, but anyways um, what are you guys thoughts on that over and out. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, this is Roy reporting on Chapter 6 of Holy Ambition. Uh, I'm actually going to jump to the end of the chapter and work my way backwards. Um, really enjoyed what you had to say, Phil. And uh, you also mentioned a few of the things that uh, I also had underlined. Um, so, yeah, I agree. It's been a great chapter. Um, I'm going to start by, at the top of 148, it said, God doesn't use middle-of-the-road people who want to play it safe and are unwilling to take risks. Jumps down and said, ask God right now what personal commitment he wants from you. And then make it, bow your head right now where you are, ask God to show you what his will is for you. And then use... Uh, and then to use a popular phrase that actually fits well within holy ambition, just do it. Um, those are some good challenges. Um, but also at the end of the page, he finishes with this. But I have a warning for you. Life may get a little tougher than it was before it gets better. The next chapter I want to talk about is what will probably happen to you in the future. Genuine opposition will come your way. Your personal commitment will be tested but God is with you, and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to endure. You're going to make it. <clears throat> God's going to use you in a mighty way. But the way might not be easy. Final condition of holy ambition is a courageous soul. And honestly, there's so much I could go through the chapter and read of what I really liked. Uh, but really, that uh, that kind of sums it up for the most part as far as what I want to report on because uh, <clears throat> we've definitely experienced that. Um, I'm going to jump back here to one of my first things I underlined. Um, we talked about and experienced the truth in many ways. This is at 132. And the temptation to give in gets strongest just before a breakthrough to deeper love, satisfaction, and understanding. People often quit just when things are going to get a lot better. Personal commitment can protect them until that time. Uh, give me goosebumps, actually, it just did. <laughs> uh, because um, when you do step out with radical faith, when you do all the steps that we've talked about, the dislocated heart, the broken spirit, the radical step of faith, um, the personal commitment, what was number five? Uh, strategic plan. You kind of do those things and then things get really hard. And uh, honestly, 
um, more than once, my mind has thought, well, once we do this and we know we're in God's will, things will be so much better. Things will just really rock and roll. They'll feel like things are coming together. And and boy, oh boy, things got hard in ways I never would have imagined it. Um, lots of examples there that I can go in into deeper at some point, but just lots of lots of times. Uh, I remember reading this uh, actually in 2014, <clears throat> uh, shortly thereafter or before, I think after, um, I kind of had this moment of when I kind of quit caring about uh, the work I'd done. I, I still did the work and I tried to do a good job, but I my desires for what I was doing were completely taken away. And the Lord had revealed to me how I'd been spinning my wheels for for the wrong things, for worldly things. And it was just uh, pushing after things because <clears throat> of wanting certain things and and uh, having my mind so wrapped up in numbers and break-evens and profitability and uh, uh, equipment purchase, everything. And, uh, and I had a radical change in my health that year. Um, and I was so thankful for that. And I had so many different ideas. And I, I just felt like my mind was going so many different places. And all of a sudden, I just lost all motivation and all desire. And uh, it was a real uh, uh, surprise to me. And uh, recently, I read this book that summer. Um, and, uh, and boy, howdy, it was just perfect timing. And I'll never forget reading that, that most often things, and we were taking our first steps in the adoption process. We were starting to pray about it. We were starting to uh, seek the Lord on that. No, it was probably 2015. Sorry, not 2014. And uh, starting to take steps in that way and thought things would be just clicking and going great. And and uh, I have it journaled, so I know I could go back and read it, but there are so many things that came up that made life hard and difficult and frustrating and um, even setting, uh, kind of looking to Meredith to um, satisfy and kind of give me purpose and all these things that she can't do as a human and not looking to the Lord um, and then being discouraged and frustrated with that and uh, just so many things uh, God had worked in. Uh, reading this uh, really gave me a new vision, new perspective on it, and uh, <clears throat> and then it happened with the twins, and we adopted the twins, and uh, different things as well. It's just uh, uh, opposition comes up against you when you know you're doing exactly what God wants you to, and uh, and it gets hard, but uh, sometimes that can also bring a lot of joy because you know you are right where you should be. Um, for instance, last year at uh, Charlie's wedding, I was asked to marry him and Kara and, uh, in Oregon. And <clears throat> so when we were there, it, it was a very busy time. End of May, knew the twins were going to be coming soon. And we were in Oregon the weekend before we flew to Arizona. So it was kind of crazy. And there was crop to be planted. There was, I guess the planting was probably, nope. Nope, Greg planted my corn, I guess. So there's crop that needed planted, a lot of spraying to be done, fertilizing to be done, and uh, just so many different things. But yet I knew I was, I'd sold my corn planter, I needed the money, um, 
And then the guy called me like 20 minutes before the wedding, told me he had a problem with it, and he was bringing it back and told me to rip up the check and uh, all that stuff. Then we had a flood, flooded the skid steer. Um, one thing after the next, uh, it was, and I didn't have the money to buy a skid steer, so I was trying to figure out how to swing that. Um, so many different things, and then all of a sudden I realized that uh, the Lord wanted me exactly where I was, and that it was all the things were so much opposition coming up against it, but yet uh, I knew I was right where I was supposed to be, and the Lord gave me so much joy and peace. And the result of it was definitely not my doing, but all of a sudden I had this uh, ambition and this desire to go and do a bunch of stuff for others, like uh, help the DJ set up the mics and the speakers and visit with him and and then uh, visit with all these people coming to the wedding that I didn't know and just start chatting with them. And, and Meredith's folks were there, her Uncle Jim, and um, just visiting with them and stuff. I just wanted, all of a sudden I focused on why I was there and it was such a different outlook and I think so often in in life we can uh, start looking at our problems and looking at the hitches and looking at the frustrations as as discouraging and they are and it's frustrating it gets hard but uh, knowing that God is right there with us and he's not going to leave us nor forsake us and uh, and that he has already given us victory um, and that we fight from that we're not for victory uh, really changes things so <clears throat> I can tend to get really excited when I know the Lord is leading in a direction. And sometimes I forget that spiritual opposition is going to quickly be following. Um, and then when it does, uh, I'm kind of blown back for a while. But then when I actually realize and regain the perspective that that's common, and it's a good sign because it shows that we are going in the right direction. Um, God, God brings joy and peace and <clears throat> strength uh, to help us keep those personal commitments. So, uh, sorry this got long. Um, very impactful for me. It was years ago, and it is again. Um, and so, yeah, Philip, I love your personal commitment that you and Chelsea have made uh, to adopt, first of all, from Haiti, which I know it's been a difficult road um, and a long one. And uh, and you're still in the midst of that, and that's awesome. Uh, your personal commitment will keep you going during those times, and that's incredible. You've lived that. Um, and then the foster care, that's that's another awesome step, and so proud of you guys and thankful that you guys are doing that and that God has placed that in your heart. Um, and I know that uh, comes with its own set of difficulties and uh, stuff, but uh, I know that God will sustain you and uh, give strength and wisdom. And that's that's our prayer for you. And uh, so, yeah, I hope you guys have a good evening, and we'll catch you guys later. All right, guys, Chapter 6, uh, Personal Commitment of Holy Ambition. So I uh, took a long time for me to get through this one for some reason. Uh, anyways, allergies have been crazy and all the things going on, but that's good. So uh, the personal commitment thing is is. It's been a good chapter for me to to read uh, and just think about for my own life. But uh, right away in the chapter, he says, you know, it's not just about starting well, but to finish better. Uh, and and uh, this 
the story of of Nehemiah is such a clear vision of that, how he he gets, you know, the vision of what needs to happen. He feels bad, uh, all the things, and then he goes and he he completes he completes the task, and and that's that's the commitment. Uh, I think commitment also goes with discipline in our lives, uh, and it says that uh, by promoting discipline in our lives, they can protect us from developing character flaws. I think we really need to. It it just it just is so easy to get wrapped up into an ideal or a thought or you know where we want to go with our vision and get so excited about the vision and then the hardships come and like like you were talking about Roy with yeah hardships come in life and and, and it's it's easy for our minds to get you know just base everything on how we feel and boy I've really had to work through a lot of that because I I tend to be uh yeah, I tend to set things by the way I feel, uh, and I know that that changes, and I know that that's not right. But uh, you know, if I'm pumped up and ready to go, I often am just excited, ready to go. But if I'm not, man, it's hard for me to get motivated. So <clears throat> I think that just uh, the personal commitment is is huge there because it allows if you're able to follow through with that it allows people to understand that you're committed like you're a committed person it's going to happen and I think the more that you portray that man your kids see that your wife sees that and it just makes a world of difference for everybody Uh, you know uh, our employers or whatever see that we're committed, it's going to happen, it's not just a whim, we're going to follow through, and I've had, yeah, I've had times in my life where I've just had a really hard time following through and being committed, but uh, that's some things I want to change for me, but it's also some things I really want to instill in my children as well. Uh, On the children thing, parents parents, uh, shouldn't expect their children to go beyond what they have seen modeled in their home, so... Uh, that's I guess exactly what what I'm talking about. Kids wa- uh, catch what really matters to us. So that's I know that that's 100% true. That they they're always watching us. They're always listening. They're always their eyes and ears and minds are always open to what what is dad committed to. You know, uh, and <clears throat> they can easily pick that out. Uh, and I I think too with the commitment. Uh, we can actually better decipher on like our vision and uh, what what we what we see as where God has put us, you know, at this time for this reason. Then we can better, I think, figure out and decide wh- where is my place, what am I doing, and what is my direction. And I think too. Uh, that just leads me to know that like I've had a lack of direction in a lot of different places and I know where lack of direction leads. It it really goes nowhere and it sends you really into a whirlwind of what's going on. So uh you can't you can't one hundred percent participate in something that has lack of direction. Uh and so with the things that we're doing in our home and stuff, I think 
we're reevaluating a lot of things just because uh, after reading this book and, and thinking about some things, it's like sometimes you got to start over at square one and go, okay, we got to reevaluate, we got to redirect, and we we've got we've got vision, uh, we've got a heart for what's for what we feel the need is, but we we've got to get that direction going too, uh, so so that we can be one hundred percent. Into it, we could be 100% committed, and uh, we could recognize our roles in what's going on. So, I think, I guess, uh, the commitment thing is for 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 me was was just to just probably what I was just talking about. You know, it's just like I, I've got the vision, I've got the heart, I've got all these things in place. Now I just need to get the direction to go. And I, and I need to be committed. And so if I'm committed, uh, Bethany will be committed. If if our kids see that we're committed to this goal, they will also become committed. And they will also more easily understand their role within that vision. You know, just because mom and dad want to do this or that doesn't mean they can't have a part. Uh, and, and it gives them a vision of what their part is and how they can be 100% committed as well. So I don't know if any of that really makes sense. I, I really appreciated your guys' uh, review of that chapter. That was that was really good uh, and always love to hear them. Sorry it kind of got so late in the week this week. Uh, but anyways, hopefully we'll, we'll keep plugging through here. So thanks a lot, guys. Hope you have a really great night.